Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. And today we have Miriam Gilbert with us. And Miriam actually helps coaches and consultants in the wellness industry um, to anywhere from three to 10 times their income by adding high paying corporate clients to the revenue stream. So this is a little bit different than what we've covered so far on the podcast. So I'm excited to get started with this. So welcome, Miriam. Great. Glad to be here. Thank you very much, Cheryl. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, my background is in corporate consultant consulting. I've um, been I've trained with one of the big consulting firms and uh, I worked for 20 odd years in corporates. But then just under 10 years ago, when I had my son, I decided that actually I don't want to do that anymore, like as an employee. So I started like so many people, you know, off setting up your own business. And I thought, okay, I want to be, I do enjoy working with corporates. I'll become a corporate consultant and uh, executive coach. And I started doing that and uh, really enjoyed it. But one thing that was quite funny that happened is as I was you know, working with various people, I got contacted by tons and tons of other coaches and, uh, <laughs> and other consultants saying like, oh, how do you do it? How do you get clients? How do you, you know, how, how come you get invited to conferences to fly across the pond? And how do you, you know, how does it happen? And I started helping people a little bit here and there. And then I realized, oh, actually, people are asking me and they're even paying me to help them land corporate clients <laughs> and I'm getting a good, big kick out because these people are fabulous you know they want to make a real difference in the world they're amazing and I really enjoy helping them so that's why I set up my business <laughs> oh awesome that's great so um so tell us how do you actually uh start how did you start working like with corporate clients as far as consulting like what what area were you helping them with um, well, my focus is, and this is, it was at the time a bit of a odd one, but my focus was all things around um, making the workplace a better place. I got completely fascinated by the future of work approach, you know, and I read some amazing books about companies that are 
they're just so different to your typical thing. And they're so different to what you see in like sitcoms like The Office or so, you know, companies who are genuinely caring about their people, companies who, you know, they're trying to do a good thing in the world. And uh, and there's more of them than you think. So (laughs) I was... (laughs) <laughs> there really is, I promise you there is. So <laughs> I um I started to uh work with organizations that are interested in making the employee experience something that's like holistic good experience. So that doesn't treat people like numbers, that don't, you know, companies that don't, you know, don't just push people around but actually want to look after their people in a genuine way. And um, I found there's quite a lot of them, actually. And, you know, they paid me. <laughs> so, <Wow>. Yay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So, so um, is it pretty difficult to, to get corporate clients? It, well, um, I'm, I'm guessing it's not well. The blunt answer is not more than it is to get individual clients. And, um, <laughs> you know, it all depends on your setup. If you are set up correctly, if you have all the right things in place, then actually it's not that hard. Um, what I mean by setup is you need to have a value proposition that speaks to corporates. So, you know, to demonstrate that what you bring to the table is something that they want, which is a bit like, you know, when you work with individual clients too, <laughs> you need yes. to have that. It's just, when you work with corporates, it has to be couched in a different way. You know, it has to be presented in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have a process of getting in touch with people, you know, approaching them. Um, and the one big thing that people always say that, that they struggle with is um, that a lot of times corporate clients can take a long time to make their mind up. But what I have found is that if you have the right setup in terms of you are making the right kind of offer, the right kind of format of an offer. So a workshop versus a course versus a lunch and learn versus a talk versus, you know, if you pinpoint that correctly, if you position that correctly, it doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to take a long time. So, um, yeah, I guess it's just like working with individual (laughs) clients. You need, if you have the right things in place, it's not that hard. And the great thing is when, once you work with a corporate client and they love what you're doing and why would they not, then um, you get referrals and you get a lot of referrals and that's that's pretty sweet that's really nice so would you say you get more referrals on the corporate side than you than you would imagine on the individual side of culture um they're more high value i would say yeah because you know um so for example i started with one client and they hired me for a workshop and they were happy to pay for okay for that and that's fine we did that but out of that workshop i then got over around 9 months i got over 50,000 dollars worth of work from that one workshop so yeah. that's a nice you know yeah and that was working part time so you get high value quite pretty quickly once you're in okay so you don't need to uh, get as many <laughs> as you would. No, no, this is it. You can easily have a six-figure business with, you know, 10 clients, less even, yeah. depending on, you know, the, the type of work you do and the type, you know, how much you work. Okay. So would you say that that's one of the reasons why a coach would get into the corporate, coaching corporate clients? Well, yeah, it definitely is. You know, it's, it's the pay. It can be very, very good. 
Um, the other thing that I find my clients tell me is that um, they really enjoy reaching lots of people in one go. And that's something that I always found really fascinating as well that you know I <clears throat> some of my work was take um, uh, running workshops at uh, conferences and you'd have like 250 people that you can reach in one go and then at the end they come to you and say oh and how about this and could you help us with that and can we call you later and can we talk about and you have all these people that you can make an impact on in one go and that's pretty cool so. yeah that's that's awesome mm -hmm. um I, and I enjoy group coaching for that reason as well. And to be able to, to reach a bunch of people, but, um, I used to be in corporate and I okay. was, a, at one point a corporate loan officer. And so, um, you know, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get corporate clients to come to, you know, your bank versus somebody else's bank, it's kind of, you know, <laughs> I feel like it would be around the same, um, struggles <laughs> as a coach. <laughs> because there's other ones out there, don't it? But um, how, how is it different? So we kind of talked about like why it's the same, like trying to get uh, corporate versus individual, but what's, what makes it different? Um, what makes it different? It's in, in terms of getting the clients. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah, in terms of like converting to a client. What's different yeah. there? You, <laughs> well, we all know that there's two things really the first thing is you have to remember that uh even though they're corporate they're still just people you know that's yeah. it, it, it's nothing nothing different to talking to an individual however there are some dynamics that go on in corporate and um uh you might have heard of human biases and i don't mean horrible biases i just mean little biases that oh people don't like change too much and they like sticking to the status quo or we don't like risk too much you know we're trying to avoid doing things that seem risky and everybody has these biases and you know that's perfectly fine because it keeps us alive but in a corporate environment they are amplified because you have more than one person who holds these you know has to say a hesitancy to to try something new out you instead of just one person that you that has to take that leap. They have to be five or ten people <laughs> that have to take it. Um, so when you are trying to convert corporate clients, you need to be mindful of this. You need to be mindful that you have to get a number of people on board. That um, these people are all individually are hesitant to any kind of change, even if they say they want change. You know, they still will yes. have a bit of like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> worry. Um, they're, they're individually and they also worry about what other people will think of them. You know, they will worry about what will their boss think? What will the team think? What will their peers think? You know, so there's more dynamics on um, that are happening that can stop them from making decisions. But what I found is if you position yourself correctly and if you just have an, a really honest conversation about these things and you paint them a proper genuine picture of what it's like to work with you and the results that you can get then actually you know these things fall by the wayside you can just get you know get the yes um not that difficultly <laughs> okay so <laughs> <laughs> so i get that so there's more people that you kind of have to convince and and bring along the journey um yeah. to to sign up for for coaching 
you do you do have to you do have to get these more people on board and you have to be mindful that because it's not just somebody's individual credit card they've got to pull out you know they have to um they have to have have to be convinced that all their worries about what other people might think about them um that they, they can feel okay about it you know that they mm -hmm. feel comfortable um, uh, confident in you once you have those things in place it's not that hard to convert them into paying clients and you just have to start with that positioning right at the start you know you have to present your offer in ways that make sense to them you have to present your offer in ways that shows that there isn't much risk you know you have to present right. the offer in ways that um they say they want to change something but they don't really know what that means so you paint a mental picture for them and explain exactly what that will look like and how they can stay in control the whole way and how they will benefit and as you move that way you move them along the journey and then it doesn't need it doesn't need to be a hard journey it can be a nice smooth journey yeah okay so would you what would you say the the average if there is one sales cycle is for for a corporate client it really depends and this is something that um not many people talk about but it really depends on um the kind of commitment you're asking the corporates to make and by commitment i don't just mean investment mm -hmm. because money is actually not the biggest hurdle the commitment is more in terms of time commitment like you know are you selling a one-day workshop versus a six-month course <laughs> mm -hmm. you know a big difference in commitments it's commitment in terms of how many people you're trying to target um, and it's commitment in terms of the level of hierarchy you're targeting so for example one of the easiest things to sell is executive coaching so people always think oh gosh i can't i can't well, you know i can't work with an executive you know like a, a ceo or cto or whatever not oh i can't do that i'm not qualified but actually you know what you can and selling to those people is actually really easy because they can make decisions they don't have to you know ask tons of people they can just hop in and say like okay yeah let's start they can look at the diary make a <laughs> make a time and do it and because executive coaching tends not to be in packages like you know like you say like six month packages they can say yeah okay and they will try it and um if you do a good job you'll be there two years later still right <laughs> <laughs> okay so so the the corporate sales cycle if if you're looking at um a sh like a short run is typically um i'm oh, sorry i got lost on that so <laughs> totally my well, fault spacing so the I, I guess what i'm trying to um get across is um you know typically for an individual and like you said for executive coaching it can be pretty quick that sales cycle yeah, um, but on be. the corporate side uh like because you like you said you've taken into consideration like how many people are you pulling off of their regular duties to, you know, go into a workshop or a training or a mm. course or something like that? And so those are considerations that they'll, they'll look at. Yeah. yeah. And again, so for example, if you say, I mean, you know, executive coaching is working with corporates mm -hmm. and they will hand you on as well. 
you know, that's uh, almost a given. Um, but say you offer a strategy workshop for a, you know, the, the regional management team, something like that. If you position it correctly, you can easily have a sales cycle that's less than 30 days. And then okay. in fact, I have, I've had sales cycles that were four days from not knowing these people to, oh, can you come and do this next Monday? We're like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it can be quite quick, um, but that's because the more senior the people, the more willing and ready them to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you say, for example, you want to run a, um, I don't know, nutrition advice workshops for people who are now working from home. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of employers are really concerned about their people, about their people in this new situation. Mm -hmm. um, and you want to do that for a sales team of 200 people. That'll be a longer sales cycle because it'll okay. just be harder to organize. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, and you work mainly with the wellness um, aspect of it? I work mainly with um, coaches and consultants who um, well, uh, try to create a better um, employee experience. So okay. wellness in terms of whether that is um, nutrition, whether that's uh, physical wellness, whether that is stress relief, whether that's productivity, enhancement, creativity. So one client, she, um, for example, she does leadership development um, by getting teams to sing in harmony. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It's absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, and she, she positions it very much as something because she creates harmony for the people. She <laughs> therefore, <laughs> you know, using harmony, creates harmony, and therefore people are more engaged at work and therefore, you know, better team members. Right. So that's why I'm describing it as wellness because it's always about having the, um, having the employees well-being in some form in right. mind. Okay, that's cool. So what, um, as far as, coaches that want to work with corporate, what kind of experience do they have to have in order to do that? Like what makes them, what's their credibility piece there? Um, well, to be honest, the, a lot of people ask me about that and say, Oh, I don't have a corporate background. Oh, I don't, don't I need to have, I don't know, 50,000 letters after my name and prove <laughs> that I have studied for 10,000 years. And actually you don't, you do not, you need to, present your offer in a way that makes sense to them. And if you can show that you have worked with individuals, that's fine. You know, if you have show, if you can show that you have achieved results for people, that will be fine. Again, if you're starting out and haven't got any other corporate clients, then you, it's easier to start with small things. You know, don't try to teach the whole sales team of 200 people, you know, go for right. a small team, go for, I don't know, some lunch and learns or something like that, you know, some, some easy ins and uh, that way you can establish credibility really, really quickly. Obviously, you know, you need to be good at what you're doing, but then again, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> True. Hmm. How about, um, how about as far as like, um, you know, do we have to, you know, dress in suits? Do we have to, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, speak the language, the lingo, what, what, what do we have to know there? Um, well, that is such a misconception that, you know, all people think that if you 
if you want to work with corporates, you have to be all corporate and wear, you know, <laughs> the power suit and <laughs> probably even shoulder pads. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the thing is, the kind of organizations that you would want to work with as a coach and consultant, they're the smart ones. They're the ones that have moved on from all of that kind of, you know, 1980s style. They're the ones who are looking for actual experts to come in who bring fresh insights and they don't expect them to look like them you know they want somebody who's different otherwise they could do it in house you know right. <laughs> they want somebody who comes different and i am um, i don't have it at the moment but uh for quite a while i had pink hair and then rainbow hair and people loved it <laughs> I, my corporate clients particularly in the financial services sectors which you know is really old-fashioned in many ways you still see a lot right. of there, but they loved it they thought it was brilliant and people would come up and talk to me and actually take me even more serious because they assumed that wow if she dares to be herself and stand out like that she must be really good which you know obviously i like to think so but <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> the real point is no you can actually be yourself step into your whole being and be the expert that you are without having to do any of the you know power suits or anything like that <laughs> yeah i like that so you can still be yourself and actually will help you to stand out among among the other people other coaches absolutely yeah absolutely and I, I always found that to be so much more beneficial than trying to blend in yeah how about um so i've had um you know, co coaches that I've worked with have said things like, um, you know, the, they feel like the sales cycle is longer or they get put off by corporations saying, you know, now's not the time, follow up and, you know, in however long it is, um, or they yeah. want to negotiate prices, which is, mm. um, which can be yeah. stressful. So what, what would you say to those, to those coaches that are experiencing that? Mm. Uh, well, if they say if they try to negotiate prices then i think there is a big uh warning bell going off because it sounds to me then that you've positioned yourself as a commodity that you've positioned yourself as somebody who can be compared to others you know so um for example if you just say oh i'm an executive coach like well there's lots of executive coaches so what makes you special why should i not go for somebody who's cheaper you know or if i'm a i'm a um workshop facilitator why should i take you rather than somebody who charges you know half the price so it's very important to make sure you can you never position yourself as a commodity you're always very specific in your outcomes very specific in the results that you describe for your client and you make sure that um, when people are saying oh now is not a good time you make sure that you in a kind way, call them on that because there's never going to be a good time. You know, <laughs> they, they will always say, oh, we're busy with this quarters, whatever not. Um, you can say, okay, of course you are busy. Two things, either, you know, you're still going to be busy in six months time and you're probably still going to be there. Or can we look at how we can fit this in? You know, let's have a you know let's have a flexible approach to this maybe instead of saying um you do a three-day workshop maybe you make give your same offer but in a different format that allows them to buy there and then because the fact is if they're talking to you they are they have a problem they wouldn't be talking to you just because you know right they 
they, they are, you're a nice person. They have it. They are having a problem. They they want and they want that problem solved. They just haven't quite got it in their head how to have that solved, and that you should be the one solving it with them. Right. That makes sense. So they wouldn't be talking to you if they didn't have a problem because no. they are busy. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. makes a lot of sense. Mm. What other kind of um, objections have you run across? Um, besides time and, and the negotiating price? Um, the biggest one I have come across and still tend to come across is where people say, oh, you don't know my people or I don't have the right people to do this or my people aren't ready to this. or They, they put the blame on somebody else saying right. these people, you know, they just hate change. And this is something that I again, in a nice way, but like to call, call them on <laughs> because it tends to be a fallacy. It tends to be an excuse where they just haven't managed the perception and haven't managed the buy-in correctly. And I tend to offer them to say like, look, let's find small ways how we can actually test whether that's true, whether they really don't uh, like change or whether, you know, they it hasn't just not been explained to them in ways that makes it appealing to them because you know people want to know what's in it for them perfectly fine isn't it right. <laughs> we all like to do that yeah. so um yeah I, I tend to then just try to find some creative ways uh, can you give you a little example i was um running a workshop for a client and um <clears throat> I, I always say never force anybody to come to my workshops because you know that's just the worst thing you can do. You want everybody to come of their own free will. I was like, okay. And they said, oh, a couple of weeks later, they said like, well, but not many people have signed up. I said, yeah, okay, let's try a different approach. Say, only people who apply can come to the workshop. So you have to actually set an intention and an application. You know what? Within three days, we were completely oversubscribed. <laughs> because it was positioned to them as something special as something that not wasn't for everybody that wasn't you know something that you would uh, go along to it no it was something that was unique special really useful to them and then people wanted to be part of it yeah i love that i mean that's uh, that's a good good um advice for coaching in general if you're especially if you're doing higher ticket items you have them apply it first of all cuts down on your time you know having um strategy sessions or what have you with people that aren't really invested in it but also yeah it, it creates that elevated experience i think yeah yes yeah. because people are then ready to actually bring them in fully rather than you know looking on the phone under the table or something like that <laughs> right so tell me how do you how do you work with um coaches and consultants to get clients to get corporate clients? Well, I um, have just launched a, uh, an academy, academy, the Landing Corporate Client Academy. I know, super sexy name. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, um, it's a six week intensive, which combines uh, dynamic content, depending on where you are in your journey, plus coaching, um, like group coaching and um, other support. But, to get people a little flavor of what it is like is I run a Facebook group that anybody can join. And um, in there I go live and I give people, you know, people can ask questions and I do a weekly spot of 30 minute coaching so they can 
you know, ask any questions and I'll try to go through as many as I can in the week. Yeah. And then they can figure out if they like it. Awesome. So what, uh, what is your website? My website is um, impactfulnesslab.com. That's uh, all one word. And again, you can tell I'm not one for great names, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters, right? We have to love it. Exactly. It's all about having an impact. So it's impactfulnesslab.com. I like that. And how can, um, besides your website, how else can people get a hold of you if they would like to um, further this conversation with you? Uh, well, the easiest would probably be via Facebook. I am fairly active on there. So I'm Miriam Gilbert uh, on Facebook. Um, I'm Miriam Gilbert Impactfulness Lab is my page. Uh, I also do LinkedIn. Again, Miriam Gilbert <laughs> can find me. And uh, you can see on all of them is my getting uh, landing corporate clients uh, banner and things. So you can see that it's the right one. And um, yeah, <laughs> very open to messages. Awesome. So if anybody wants to connect. All right. And you have a free gift for the, my audience, I right? I do. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a short workbook for which is a roadmap to working with corporate clients. And it touches on a lot of things that we discussed. And it is a self-study course, but you know, probably takes, well, you, you can do it in 20 minutes or you can do it in 20 days. Um, but it really gets you thinking of creating an offer that is attractive to corporates, finding corporate clients, uh, how to create a hot list of uh, prospects, and then how to have conversion conversations. Awesome. So any um, final uh, tips or suggestions for our audience? Well, I just, <laughs> I would really encourage people who want to make a big impact and reach lots and lots of um, people in one go to consider working with corporate clients. And you see, I have this, I have this secret plan that um, I believe if we can get lots of passionate coaches and consultants into corporates and changing the lives for people in there with what they bring, then the people in the corporates will be happier and that will then start changing the world one company at a time. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love that. And that's what we're about. It's changing the world. So. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Miriam, for joining us today. Um, I've enjoyed uh, the information that you've given us. Hopefully guys you have as well. If you have any questions uh, or you would like to con can continue the conversation with Miriam, you can visit her website, impactfulness lab.com um, and also find her on the social media outlets that she mentioned we'll, and we will also have these in uh, the show notes as well as the link to her free gift so thank you so much Miriam for joining us thank you it's a real uh, pleasure to be here thank oh, you I'm so glad all right guys we will see you on the next episode thanks have a great day bye-bye Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. 
Until next time, to your success.